such a tremendous looking trophy. Welcome to number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanias. My name's Dylan Blight and joining me, Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here. It seems like everything is operating as usual. That is, what is that a hint at? I actually don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Okay. I just sound, sound like a cool word to say. Oh, oper- operating, fair enough. Um, this week in the trophy cabinet, a bronze trophy for PS Plus games coming uh, silver trophy for the last of us being rated R18 plus probably. Uh, gold trophy, Final Fantasy 7 trailer. It's, it's a lot and it's very cool. And then we hit a platinum PlayStation helping out the Australian bushfires. So firstly, I want to go over this. Um, Australia, uh, for basically all of February up to February 23rd, th- which by the way, up until February 23rd, I was a bit like, why not just do all of February? You know, like February 23rd is like such a, you, you, arbitrary like, date <laughs> yeah it's like why, why february short anyway playstation sony come on just do the whole fucking month anyway uh so sony the sony foundation has kicked in two hundred thousand dollars donation straight away to this uh to their bushfire appeal they're doing here for the bushfires in australia which is obviously very cool but then also they're doing this whole month-long streaming uh they're streaming but then also you can get a board and partake in it i've signed the explosion network up for it so when we do some streams uh, hopefully we can try and get at least a couple dollars would be good. Uh, yep. We're supposed to be streaming on Wednesday. This old and something horribly goes wrong, but there you go. There's your exclusive for this podcast. Um, so their stream schedule though, SIE Worldwide Studio Streams, 15th of February, Media Molecule. By the way, these are all at horrible times, but Media Molecule, 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. Australian time dream stuff february 20th naughty dog from 5 30 a.m to 7 30 a.m australian time don't know what they're doing 21st of february insomniac games pres- uh, president founder ted price from 8 a.m to 9 30 a.m doing something and then 22nd of february sid schumann and shua yoshida team up for a joint stream that one would be fun for sure once yeah. they and Sid, go, go ham, do some fun stuff. That sounds exciting. Uh, so you can watch all of those, and of course they will be taking donations towards the bushfire appeal that Sony Foundation is doing, but then also their Twitter account, and if you go to like the hashtag uh, Gaming for Life, which is what the charity is called, hashtag Gaming for Life, you should find other people who are taking in the streams, so then you can go support them and drop each one a dollar if you want to spread out your donations around a place, but that's taking place from now until... The arbitrary date of <laughs> February 23rd for whatever reason. Uh, but either way, go, uh, go help out the bushfire appeal that Sony's doing. That's, uh, obviously cool. And, um, go watch the streams at fucking 3am in the morning. If that's, if that's the thing you want to do for sure. Yeah. The Sid Schumann one. I mean, there'll be, uh, there'll be, uh, VODs. That was the word I'm thinking of. Anyway. So that's cool. Moving on. PlayStation Plus games for February are here. They are. Bioshock the collection contains all of the Bioshock games, <gasps> which in, in, in case you didn't get but that's Bioshock, Bioshock 2 and Bioshock <laughs> Infinite. Uh, then you got the Sims 4, which I'm honestly, I'm one of those people that's still consistently surprised that the Sims games uh, played on console because I, I, I don't comprehend how they work. I've never played one on console, but I never understand how you do all the stuff you do without the mouse and keyboard. I'm like, this is the thing. And the most exciting... Yeah, I don't like it. Most exciting Firewall Zero Hour PlayStation VR game that, of course, um, everyone should be playing. And I'm hoping I can find time this week, because these drop 
uh, today of release. No, or tonight, whenever mm. it is. Um, it'll be a good time to jump back into Firewall because I'm going to have all these new noobs coming in. You know, And you can be like the expert and kill them all. I definitely am an expert because I haven't played for a while. But I'll be at least... Uh, no skill-based matchmaking. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll be sitting... I'll, I'll be better than the people coming in, so I'll be able to get some uh, free XP, hopefully. Some free kills over here, opponents and noobs. Uh, so, mm. yeah. Out of these picks, obviously, <laughs> my pick for the game of the month is going to be uh, Firewall Zero Hour, uh, because if you don't know, it's basically Rainbow Six, but in VR, 4v4, um, once you die, you're dead... That's how it works. Like games? Yeah. No, well, I mean, you don't respawn. So, no. you know, like there's, it's, it's tactical permadeath. shooting. Yeah. It's, 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 it's permadeath. Like once, once all four members of the opposite team are dead, then uh, that's it. So yeah, it's, it's like, it's more intense tactical so, gameplay. Yeah. Uh, and it's really cool to play with the aim control. Obviously I spent a bunch of time talking about it last year. Uh, if you've got VR, uh, definitely something you should pick up this month. What would your pick be? Uh, maybe The Sims. That could really? be a fun distraction game. Do you know? You're going to see yourself? I'm going to see you playing Sims a lot over the next one? Maybe. I mean, there's nothing out, so. Yeah. <laughs> Literally nothing. They Pretty delayed close. Iron Man. Fuckers. Uh, okay. Next story. PlayStation role change up. This one I thought was quite interesting. So... Written by Push Square, Astrobot Rescue Mission Director to head up SIA Japan Studio for PS5 generation. The folks over at Sony Interactive Entertainment Japan Studio have had a leadership shakeup, which sees Astrobot Rescue Mission Director uh, and producer Nicol- Nicolas Doucet uh, step yep. into the leading role. Word of what happened to the former head, Alan Becker, hasn't got around just yet, but the change will mean that, that Doucette now leads Sony's group of internal Japanese studios into the PS5 generation. Nicholas Doucette is best known for his role in bringing the incredible PlayStation VR exclusive Astrobot Rescue Mission to the market, although he has also worked on iToy Play 3 in a producer role and helped out on a number of Bionicle projects in the early 2000s. Uh, such it's clear that Doucette loves taking advantage of new and innovative technology at PlayStation. Um, so that that is quite interesting because you're putting someone who likes, I guess, gimmicky? <laughs> I don't want you know, I don't want to say gimmicky fully because obviously VR isn't like a gimmick, it's a it's a thing, but someone who likes playing with technologies and and, and that sort of stuff to head up uh, Japan Studio, which I mean most of their games aren't really you know, aren't really like super gimmicky. Obviously, unless you want to count Knack, Knack's gimmick has been, like at launch, its gimmick was pushing the, literally having Knack explode into a million bits just to show you that, like, oh, look at all the particles that the PlayStation 4 can hold, like show you and all this sort of stuff. But other than that, they don't really do the iToy stuff anymore. No. You know, They're, like the PS2 generation was kind of filled with a bunch of stuff like that, but it's, um, I mean, if we want to, they're going to, you can make a better version of everybody's golf VR with an actual, like, uh, multiplayer. No, yeah, like, multiplayer for a start, but then also make a uh, golf club controller thing <laughs> for VR. So oh, yeah, works. just, well, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, okay. maybe, I'll, maybe I'll just set my standards for new VR controllers and then we can move to the golf club uh, step up thing there to find out what else happens there. Uh, it also does make me like sort. I want to say like fully worried, but interested because obviously, if I want Bloodborne two, 
that's going to come by mm. way of Japan uh, studio, yeah. Japan's studio uh, on the working in part with that so i'm like well if someone's in charge of it who works on bionicle games i'm like <laughs> am i getting bloodborne too is that the same do we have the same caliber in games like what we're mostly interested in don't know either way i love astrobot of course so uh be interesting to see what happens over there i'm sure astrobot 2 was the next thing they're working on so i'm not too concerned what um I, I yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised actually because they've 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 turned him into a mascot it went from being like a, like that little Astrobot character went from being like a, a sort of like niche uh, VR VR icon that showed up in a couple of games to he's now sort of being showing up on more just general PlayStation marketing, okay. you know, just like, yeah. oh, he's a PlayStation mascot, just the little VR dude. Yeah. Um, so Death Stranding is apparently being fixed, although I'd like to argue that it I, I, I don't mind this not existing. One of the most annoying parts of Death Stranding has been fixed, writes Kotaku. A new patch for Death Stranding went live today. It'll finally make the extended animation that takes place when encountering BTs completely optional. And I gotta say, I'd, I'd happy to leave, leave it on. I didn't get so sick what, of it. When, when the BTs come up, it's like, well, you know when you like you enter the the thing and then it like zooms in on the the thing and it's like your little um oh, yeah. umbrella arm. I'll take like, that off. You'll take that off, especially when you're driving. Like when you're driving down the roads towards the south part and you like go over BT sections, then and the BTs can't attack you on the road. But then the, it pauses you each time. You can't just drive straight through. Oh, yeah. That, that's the only example. That is that is one time where it is annoying because I'm like, I don't need to know. They're not going to come up here on the highway and <laughs> they can't get yeah. me up here. It's, it's fine. But other than that, I never, like, I mean, how long did I play it for by the time I finished it? Like 50 hours or whatever it was 50, between 50 and 60? I never got sick of that, you know? Yeah, but think you could have saved 40, 30 hours. Yeah, but it in a game would have been a ten-hour experience. Nah, I wouldn't have. Played. I don't. <laughs> I, I highly doubt the fucking BT animation thing is the. Oh, Odor, Od, Od, Odradek. Odradek is the name of the thing. Mm. Odradek terrain scanner. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I can't bullshit on this. Uh, everyone should leave it on. Um, I'm going to start a. Uh, what are those things called on uh, change.org uh, to delete this. No, I don't like that it's here. It's uh, taking away my right to... I mean, it's hidden <laughs> away in the menus, so... No, it's think... outrageous. It's outrageous. We should all start a petition. Very Josh... small number of people <laughs> to change it. <laughs> yeah, me and one other dude. Jewel Shockers writes, The Last of Us Part 2 is Naughty Dog's first game to feature nudity and sexual content. The Last of Us Part 2 is set to be... Blah, blah, blah. The Last of Us is a beloved series that has gained a large diehard following from... Community nods, blah, 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 blah. The news of t- today's delay. Today's delay. Oh, I added the word. The news of the delay at the end of last year was disappointing for many, but the public goodwill behind it enabled Naughty Dog director Neil Druckmann to comment that will make fans proud when it finally arrives. Uh, it seems it certainly seems we're getting something more mature this time out from The Last of Us Part 2. In imagery available via the official website for the sequel, you can see that the ESRB the Entertainment Software Rating Board, has awarded the upcoming title an M17 Plus rating. In itself, this isn't major news for the series. This is the exact same rating given to The Last of Us and The Last of Us Left Behind. 
Where it differs, however, is the accompanying content descriptors of the rating. Whereas The Last of Us has sexual themes, Part 2 is tipped to have both sexual content and nudity. The gulf between sexual themes and sexual content might seem minuscule, but there is a definite definite difference between the two. Uh, Sexual content means non-explicit depictions of sexual behavior, possibly including partial nudity, whereas sexual themes just means references to sex or sexuality. Um, so (laughs) Ellie's going to have some, uh, (laughs) Ellie's going to get down. Know what I'm saying? Probably, but (laughs) the way you describe it is not great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to make everyone listening feel bad. (laughs) Well, no, well, not necessarily in my mind. Obviously we've seen bits and pieces of like the cult thing, you know, so maybe they take off like a shirt or something so they can stab him better. I don't want that. I want the most outrageous sex scene that forces dude bros at home to pick up their controllers and go, no, no, <laughs> no. So, like, so just like very loving and very unsexy. Yeah. I don't, I don't want like a porno. <laughs> Let's calm down. All right. I'm talking tender lovemaking here, Ash. All right. Tender it's just sensual 10, 20 minutes of cuddling. Sexy times between Ellie and other girl whose name I forgot. Um, she's a new character. I haven't played the game yet. I can't remember what it's name. And I, I, I want it to be, I want it to be take place after the scene where they kiss at the, uh, the dance, right? They're going to go home, going to watch some Netflix, and they're going to lay down and chill out for a bit. Hey, have you read the latest issue of Clickers Anonymous? No, I haven't. They share, they talk about it for a little bit. Would you like a cup of tea? Would you like a cup of coffee? GTA 4, uh, 3, Vice City, San Andreas reference. Right, I've got the game right now. Would you like a cup of coffee? Go. And then it just this very long, drawn out, um, sensual sex scene. Uh, no nudity. From them, right? You don't want to give the dude bros what they want, okay? Not here. But but it's shot in a way that will make people uncomfortable. And then they both turn to the camera and go, vote for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I feel like that, <laughs> I feel like that will be very dated very quickly. <laughs> I don't know how timeless that will be unless they patch that out. You know, either when he doesn't get elected, or, <laughs> or when he does. Yeah, <laughs> if he doesn't get elected, they just patch it in and go vote Elizabeth Warren. It's fine. Yeah, one of them has and to then- win, right, America? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. <sighs> Sometimes nobody can win. No, that's not. That's, that's not that far. Um, like anyway. The Last of Us. It's thematic. There you go. Yeah. 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 This will be interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
I hope to God your fanfic doesn't come to truth. Why? Doesn't come reckon, to fruition. You don't reckon I, I can write a... No. Good... I, I just think that our Naughty Dog has something better planned. That's all. What, the Nintendo lovemaking scene between our protagonist and her girlfriend? Who they're yes. definitely not going to kill off for the sake of <laughs> pushing Ellie's <laughs> revenge mission for shortly thereafter? Yes. That definitely won't happen. No, yes. There's no way. Last of Us 2, in support of gays, the game. New subtitle? True. There you go. <laughs> no, yeah, I can't no. have it! Naughty Dog, what are these SJWs? <clears throat> okay. Um, Kotaku, anyway. Kotaku writes, survey has players dreaming about PlayStation 4 remote play on Switch. Some players are salvating over the possibility, however unlikely, of one day being able to use their Switches to remote play PS4 games after Sony asked about it in a recent feedback survey. The survey apparently went out an email to PS4 owners, a screenshot of which was provided to Kotaku by Reddit user, your Reddit here first, what a name. The survey results will help us better understand how PS4 remote play is being used to create an experience that works for you, Sony says in the email. The survey includes a number of questions about which aspects of remote play people would like to see a change, uh, like to see change or improve, including whether people would like the ability to play remote play on more devices, examples being able to play on your Nintendo Switch, Apple TV, or Android TV. Uh, so the question is ability to play PS4 remote play on those devices, and you could pick between not appealing at all, not very appealing, somewhat appealing, very appealing, extremely appealing. Um, Sony did not immediately respond to a request for comment, and uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's the story. And then the internet kind of went crazy because they're like, whoa, doesn't mean we're getting remote play on the Switch, Um, to which I'm going to say no, I don't think that would ever happen, and I don't think the Switch could, like, Nintendo doesn't have the infrastructure to run that shit, you know? Nintendo's like, hey, here's an app so you can voice chat. You're going to be able to remote play through the fucking... Yeah, you don't have to do any talking through remote play. I wouldn't trust Nintendo's fucking internet to be able to run remote play. I do... I don't... I just think the question... Why is is it Nintendo's internet? It's just hmm? your home internet, isn't it? What, remote play? Yeah. Yeah, man, but it's got to be able to, like... Just serve your home Wi-Fi. Yeah, but the infrastructure on the Switch... The network capabilities of the Switch console. I mean, have you had any problems with network games on your Switch? I haven't tried to play Apex Legends or something that would, I suppose... You played Mario Kart? Yeah, but it's like a Nintendo first-party thing. It doesn't even... What apps does it have that like would be equal to this? Does it have Netflix these days? No. Fortnite. No, 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 like services. Oh, but, so, but, it's like, got, like, no services on it's it. It's got nothing. like YouTube. Yeah, and that runs crap, I think. Take ten minutes to open a fucking app and whatever else. Come on, no, I wouldn't trust it. I, I, I don't, I don't buy, I don't buy this story. I think they just they've used it as a like very like, like. I mean, if if a or a hundred percent of survey came back saying that is very appealing, then they'd be like, mm, maybe we need to look into this. I think if it came back hundred percent appealing, then it, they would more likely look into putting it on Apple or no, I guess in order, like Android TVs would make the most sense in a little bit because it, a lot of people obviously have smart TVs and think about it. 
Multiples. If you've got multiple, and if you have one set up in a different room, and then you could just remote play your PlayStation to another room on the TV, especially if you could, like, if they built a, I think this is the best use of this app, if this could somewhat happen. If they could build, build remote play into an app on smart TVs, and then they could let you stream if you're if you you've got the internet for it, obviously. But if you've got the internet for it, and they could let you then stream remote play 4K your PlayStation to another room, people would love that shit. That would be the best. That that, that is the best feature here, in my opinion. The most practical feature that mm. people would take actual advantage of. You know, because the amount of people who probably own multiple PS4s because they're like, oh, I want one downstairs, I want one upstairs, want one in the toilet, want one in the bathroom, want one in the back cave. Yep. You know, as you do. Got multiple on the go. Got to open my FIFA booster packs wherever I am. These sorts of people, you know? Yes. Those sorts of people. That would be the one that makes more sense. Apple TV, obviously, is a similar sort of thing. It's just. For people who don't have Android smart TVs, more likely, I guess, interaction thing there. The Switch one, I just don't, I don't see it. I really don't see it happening. No? You disagree? You want to fight me? I mean, (laughs) well, well, it was like 12, 16 months ago, we were talking about Xbox Live coming to Nintendo Switch. That never happens. So yeah, but they're like I'm going to say it's probably not going to happen. I mean, they're buddy buddy at the moment, but yeah, they're buddy buddy. I mean, they put games on there, but you know, we get into a changing world where you know exclusives are not exclusive anymore. If I um, well, even at PlayStation, if I had to like order them, I would definitely put Xbox Live coming to Switch above. Remote play coming to Switch. That's how I would order. Yeah. I'd still say that's more likely. To be honest. More likely, yeah, probably. Yeah. Not to say either is looking particularly likely at this point. And also, no. it's like... You get, you've you got remote play on... Your PC already. Remote play on your iPhone. iPad. So I guess Apple TV makes sense, you know? And then Android TV, yeah. like, the Android TV thing makes a lot of sense too, because it's like, if you can you can make the app for PC, you can make the, uh, all this other stuff, what the, what's a TV? I don't know, you know? Mm. Nintendo one's just like, feels like a, potentially something they've put in just to get people to write news stories about it and talk about it on podcasts. Who would do that? That's ridiculous. Uh, and finally... In the news this week, a new Final Fantasy trailer came out. Um, it has a lot of quote unquote. I don't know. It's like I, I want to say spoilers. It has potential spoilers, but at the same time, I don't know what the fuck's happening in this game anymore because they've literally changed around so much to the point I don't understand how the game works. <laughs> like to, to, to put it to put it bluntly, they've. They've showed so much in this last trailer, which was called like the soundtrack trailer or some shit. I don't even remember now. Like it's something like that. Um, but they had so much in here that is like out of place from the original game. You know, like here's a thing from like way later in the game and here it is. 
Well, here's a thing that doesn't happen, and here it is. Here's a character that doesn't even show up. Here's a new character. They're here. I'm like, what is happening in this game anymore? I don't even understand. It's it's becoming harder and harder for me to like kind of try and even understand how part like where this ends and part two goes. Because it's all just sort of they're they're just taking stuff from the end of the game and bring it forward mm. and whatever else. So GameSpot has this article here of some like key things, I guess, uh, that I'll go over for to, to point them out. So the new trailer makes a point of introducing a host of executives from the corrupt Shinra Corporation, uh, but not, none have like vast imp implications that the appearance of Midgar's city planner Reeve does. The trailer shows him arguing with President Shinra and begging him to reconsider. The scene is reminiscent of one in the original game when Reeve learned of Shinra's plan to bring down Midgar's Sector 7 to crush a section of the slums below, complete with militaristic Hidgar mocking his cowardice. Uh, given what happens later, blah, 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 blah. He's probably going to show up in the sequel. Pa no, I don't want to go over this Shinra leadership here. The Honeybee in a Cloud's makeover. So, of course, this is the part that grabbed internet's attention, I guess. Surprisingly, surprisingly, the new trailer offered a glimpse at one of Final Fantasy VII's most memorable portions, which remains essentially intact. When Cloud and Earth go to rescue Teetha from the... Look, what is that word? Lashonris? Leechers. Leechers. Oh, Leechers. sorry. Yeah. Oh, there's double E. Yeah, okay, there we go. Don't, don't worry, I got you. Don't worry, everyone. It's all right. I didn't have a moment. It's put, it's, I thought there was two E's. Don't worry. Uh, Letra Shinra informant Don Corneo, who... um, I don't know if they ever confirmed it, but in the trailer, it always sounded like it was voiced by Mark Hamill. I don't remember if they ever confirmed that or not, but I'm pretty sure it's being voiced by Mark Hamill. They learn that only ladies make the cut in his brothel, the honeybee in. So Cloud takes his clean-shaven good looks and poses as a woman to gain access to his hideout. This trailer shows Cloud's full and fabulous makeover. In the original, some parts of uh, Don Corneo's vice den have a tinge of gay panic and might be tone deaf for modern audiences. Hopefully Square Enix understood what was unreasonable about the original scene and changed it for the better. Um, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, this is the one scene, of course, when they announced they were re remaking it, people were like, uh, can they do that today? Will it work? Blah, 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 blah. I've always been on the side of like, you can do it. It's just like, tonally, you can't be like, like in the original game. Oh, they, they how crazy is it that he's wearing a dress? Yeah. In the original game, it was like tonally just very much like making like, oh, how ridiculous. Like, oh, like a lot of like gay bad humor you know that sort of stuff but i'm like i've always been like you could do it without that and it still works but it's like don't just you know what i mean like and i, th I hopefully that's just what they've done and i still think it's fine mm, i wouldn't hold my breath <laughs> um I oh maybe I'm, I'm just trying to think of japan as japan as forward thinking as i i i think they're I, I think of recent they have shown to be better than people give credit for and i always think of like the yakuza games as an example because of how all the remakes have been removing the transphobic stuff okay yeah like that's a that's kind of my go-to example of they are trying i guess over there to mm. at least learn and understand um and, and if they're fixing these if they're fixing the yakuza games in those re-releases some of the offensive stuff then like why could Final Fantasy not be the same, you know, as a remake? So yeah, that's my that's my clutch for for this. 
Um, here's a new guy, motorci- motorcycle soldier. Here comes a new challenger. It appears Cloud is getting a new rival in addition to Big Baddie Sephiroth. This fancy-haired motorcycle-driving scoundrel overtakes Cloud Wedge and Biggs as they are infiltrating what looks to be a Shinra base. Based on his attire, he's part of Soldier. And if we're going off the color-coding scene in the previous Final Fantasy VII games, his blue uniform potentially indicates he's third class. However, the character's outfit makes it hard to say for sure, as he seems to be wearing a soldier harness over standard Shinra troop uh, fatigues. So this is, uh, I believe, the same dude that turned up in like several trailers ago. Like he was riding a motorcycle, chasing after Cloud on a motorcycle, I think the same one. And I was like, who the fuck is that? New character. Cool. Um, Hey, kids, it's Red 13. The cast of Final Fantasy VII is memorable for a lot of reasons, but even in that storied company, Red 13 stands out as one of the all-time best character designs. The Final Fantasy series is always centered on human, or at least humanoid, protagonists, but Red 13, a crimson hybrid of wolf, fox, lion, and shaman, was something completely different. It stood to reason that we'd see him in the first episode of the remake, since he first appears as a specimen in Hojo's lab in Midgar, and our first glimpse from the trailer didn't disappoint. It looks just as intriguing as ever. So this is one I wanted to ask you about, because obviously you haven't played the original game. And up yep. until this point, all the trailers have just been, you know, like human characters, big swords, mm. guns, shit like that. You're, you're a dog. <laughs> <laughs> she go wild. Whoa. Yeah. How do you feel about, uh, how do you feel about Red 13? Yeah, he looks cool. I, th- I think I've seen that design before, probably mm. like fan art, that kind of thing. Uh, be interested to see how he plays. I mean, in a turn-based game. It works fine. You just set up and do your moves, yeah, but in yeah. something a bit more action RPG, are you? Uh, I guess I'll control you like claw um, attack. Is he gonna? I'm trying to think. Is it gonna be like Tokyo Jungle? <laughs> I mean, I mean, in the ritual game, yeah, he just he claws people. He, he yeah, attacks people with his <laughs> claws. So, I mean, that's. I guess when you control in the game, it's just gonna be like that. Uh, what is that game that um? Is it dog game? Got re-released on everything. It came out in, like the Wii. It's got re-released on, like, Switch recently. Ah, fuck, I can't remember the name of it. Ah, whatever, fuck it. Anyway, I'll, that's what it's going to control, like. For anyone playing at home, they can know what I'm thinking about. Uh, we finally see our first glimpse of Professor Hojo, who continues to be awful being we know him to be. He seems to be observing Cloud via security cameras, which leads us to think he'll be a more uh, persistent threat throughout the first part of the remake. And this is what I'm talking about. They're, they're taking characters that, like, aren't super relevant for like the first disc or don't really show up much or if at all. And they're kind of, I guess, bringing them forward and giving hints at them or whatever else. But the biggest one, the biggest chain is Genova here. So the infamous Genova appears, as you'd expect, the sight of her instantly triggers traumatic visions of the past in cloud. While seeing Genova is to be expected, the most intriguing detail seen later in the trailer is the confirmation that you'll also get to fight her. Since the first part of Final Fantasy Remake covers the story up until the end of Midgar, this fight comes as a shock. You don't technically fight Genova in the original game until you get to the ship in Costa, Costa del Sol, which is a few hours after leaving Midgar. So this encounter is totally new. Another important detail uh, is that it appears the party seems to actually see Sephiroth when they find the tank holding Genova at least if their body language is to be believed. In the original, Sephiroth only appeared as a hallucinations in Midgar and didn't actually show up in person until the first fight of Genova in Costa del Sol. So yeah, they're changing lots of things and bringing a big fight that's like way later in the game 
way forward, which is very confusing. Um, uh, uh, skip some of these ones. More summons here. So you get to see a Leviathan, Chocobog, Mog. I'll say, so, uh, I don't know if they point out here or in this article or not, but I saw another person point out that at some point in the trailer, uh, it shows Cloud fighting with a Mithril dagger in his hand, which is... Well, they pointed out it's interesting because you can't get that weapon until like near the end of the game, <laughs> and he's got it in the in this thing anyway. But it's also interesting because up until this point, whenever we've uh, seen the game, uh, he's always just yep. been using the, the Buster, Buster Sword, sword. Uh, and this part it, it means that when you change his weapons, I guess visually, obviously, they're all going to be unique, cool looking. Things. animations whatever. it's not going to just be like a stat change in the background but he'll still just use the uh the Buster big sword, sword. Yeah. yeah so that's interesting do you like the trailer though did you watch the trailer yeah it was it definitely reminded me of kingdom hearts trailer you know just because the the bring up the title music as well mm-hmm. just the the not having any idea what's going on <laughs> factor <laughs> yeah it definitely reminded me of kingdom hearts so so, so it's, as, cool. as someone who hasn't played the game, you're saying that watching that trailer, you don't feel like you're having like, like, cause it's just so hectic. You're not like, oh, this is spoiling stuff. I mean, oh, I, I'm now spoiled that you're going into some sort of brothel with cross-dressing involved. I'm massively disappointed that <laughs> didn't come as a surprise. Well, shock horror. No, I, th- I, mean, I think the thing I struggle with is obviously cause I've played it. So I feel like when I'm watching the trailer, I'm like, my brain is... Like, are they showing too much? They're not showing too much. I mean, it's hard to it's tell. What, that's what they're choosing to show you. Yeah. I mean, it's like um, a certain trailer that came out this past weekend made a massive reveal. I mean, they could have kept that until the movie came out. No, they couldn't. If they, yeah, they could have. It's the main character in the fucking movie. We're talking about Fast and Furious 9. Uh, <laughs> we just announced a Fast and Furious podcast. If you like it, we should go check that out. Uh, it's coming next month. I mean, they made two massive reveals in that trailer that they could have saved until the film. It, those two reveals could be classified as spoilers. Mm-hmm. But that's just, Mark, that's what they wanted you to know mm. going into the film. Mm. Yeah. I, I only find the Final Fantasy one interesting, obviously, because we've been having this whole thing since they announced it of... um, It's a remake. So, like, where does the spoiler line lie? And obviously... I, I don't know if I said it here on Arcade Couch or something, but at some point I was like, it's it's a new game now, so like I can't just be openly you talking about spoilers. Tell me how the game ends. Yeah, that would be bullshit, you know? Whereas whereas I feel like I, if the remake wasn't coming out and suddenly I like Final Fantasy VII came up in this podcast and the remake wasn't even the thing that was happening, I would <coughs> think I would be perfectly fine to spoil the game because it would be like it came out like 25 years ago. You know what I mean? Yep. But obviously, since there's a remake coming, it's like, well, you can't spoil it now. It's, well, it's, you shouldn't spoil anything because you never know when a remake is going to get made. That's, that, that's horrible. You like, know, you can't spoil Final Fantasy VIII right now because, <laughs> you know, the remake might be coming. No, it's not. It's, it's really not. People, I don't know. If this does well, people will be like, hey, let's remake all these other Final Fantasy games. No, they're never going to finish remaking this one until 2045 anyway, by the time I they mean, get through all the parts. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's talk about dreams. So, 
we last week talked about the winners of the MP Awards, obviously, and for the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about all of the um, runner-ups. Yeah, we'll so today we're going to be talking about the winner, the the dream of the year, and yeah. then uh, for the w- weeks following, we're going to talk about the the runner-ups as well. But we were like, we'll we'll, we'll get the, uh, the the big dog or the big pig, I guess in this case. Ooh. Got it. See what I did there? Uh, we'll get the big pig out of the way first. So the game we played, which was the dream of the year. That was what it was, right? I'm not getting that wrong. Yeah, I dream of the year. It was called dream of the year. Uh, it was called Pig Detective 2 Adventures in Cowboy Town. Now, I haven't played Pig Detective 1. You, I don't think you've played Pig Detective one, right? I might have like started it on right. the dream one time, but but other than I that, I don't recall. No. Um. So the you, the creators of this, there's a whole bunch, but like the main ones are someone called Sdereu and Lotte underscore double. Yeah. Lot uh, and Sebastian. Lot and Sebastian, who are like this. Um. They are. Uh, Team Team oh, Pig Detective. Pig <laughs> I was like trying to think of a joke, couldn't get one. Um but yeah, there's a bunch of other people that help out as they like as Dreams works, you know. And there are a lot of people involved with this because this game is easily the most involved thing I've ever played in Dreams. Uh it's the longest thing as well. Uh, so it, it took me like an hour to beat. Um, and by the time I got to the end, it said I did a very bad job at being a detective because I only got like 20 of 50 or something Yep, uh, secret detective things or something like that. But this game is, uh, I mean, it seems heavily inspired by Telltale games, I guess is the easiest way to, mm. to put it. Or it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like an old school adventure game, like your Grim yeah. Fandangos or your, um, other ones of that time. <laughs> yeah. That sort of stuff. So it's it's not like heavily it's not hard like those though like puzzle puzzle wise it's not like hard to figure out what to do. No. Um, there's not like heaps of options and stuff. But yeah, it's it's very much like the game starts, you pick detective, you arrive in this cowboy town because you get asked to go there. Um, I will say they in the start menu they got a recap so you can recap. They do. Part yes. 1. Out part one, which is yeah, handy, if, you know, in case you very handy missed the story because they are relevant. In case characters. you forgot <laughs> or you didn't play it, <laughs> we didn't play it. Yeah. Uh, so then, Pig Detective goes to Cowboy Town, and then it is that thing of like you can walk around Cowboy Town, you interact with characters, um, you gotta try and like obviously find out what to do. One of the, so like his example is like when you get off the train, there's a bar, a saloon right in front of you. Uh, you're like, oh, I should. I need to get in there to find a person I want to talk to, but you can't get in because you don't have the right amount of clothes, the right clothes. You need like proper cowboy gear. So then you head on over to the clothing store and it's like, oh, you need money. So then it's like, I need to find a way to get money. You talk to this other person who's like, I'll give you $10 if you track down the pig. So then you end up trying to track down the pig. And then while you're down there, you end up on this whole fucking whirlwinded adventure and you find a way to like gold and sell the gold and do all this stuff. But it's like one thing leads to another to another. You know, it's, it's your typical sort of adventure gamey, uh, stuff, but all of yep. the like boil it down to, to, to I guess why it won Dream of the Year is uh, they've got all these character models, each are unique. Um, several yep. change throughout the game. They're all voiced, even 
Yeah. And I'll say they're not voiced well. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's part of the charm, but it is. yeah. It definitely is like voice. It's it's like definitely feels like a homemade product, obviously, and that's the the thing with dreams, and that's what makes it fun, I guess. Like, obviously, if this was a, a if voice acting like this existed in a game, like a Telltale game or something, you'd be like, yeah, I I would like a refund, please. Yeah, but like, this is, <laughs> this isn't great. But obviously, for this, because you know it's this handcrafted product within the Dreams universe, it's it's just, it, it's charming that all these people are mm. trying. You know, I guess. I'm trying not to be mean, but it's like it's not great, and that's and, and that's fine. And I mean it, that to an extent, it fits the like era of the film, I guess, of the game. It's like going for like a noir ish, I guess. But a lot of people thing, are putting but, on these like funny accents, trying to like hey partner, and like some of them are great. Yeah, <laughs> some of them are great. But they got like several people doing voices. All the characters are voiced. A lot uh, of people doing voices because they had a very long credit sequence. Credits list at the end, yeah. <laughs> At the, and at the start, like opening credits, yeah, like opening credits, right. ten yeah, names. Right. Yeah, they're like all these people made the game, and they're like all these people plus all these people voiced and all this sort of stuff. It's great. Like, really, it's like the most pure example I've seen of like, uh, is people in the dreams universe are like, I want to be a voice actor, and they're like getting yeah. hired to come do voice actor jobs on uh, dreams products dreams. and other people there's original music in this fucking game like yeah <laughs> there's a song at the end that's original plays in the the, the credit sequence or whatever yeah. so craziness uh and it's got other than the puzzle solving which is very simple of like talk to this character get this item take that item over the place get money buy thing you know like simple talk to characters uh in the the conversations one thing i really enjoyed is the it's got it doesn't have a static camera like the ca- the camera's always like it's it's got a moving camera cinematic aspect to it mm. you know like it, it it cuts to different angles when you're talking to characters uh, you get multiple options to pick when you're talking to characters of like yep. to be an asshole or not be an asshole uh at one point it comes up and says pick the detective will remember that so <laughs> like, <laughs> that was uh quite good but yep um I really enjoyed it. Like, I mean, I understand why it got Dream of the Year because it's it's like it's got it's, big. S- it's very big. It's got several handcrafted environments, characters, lots of characters, lots um, of cuts and locations. Yeah, effects. Uh, it, it switches the first person at several points to make you interact with different things, including a gun, which isn't great, but um, like it's cool yeah. that it exists <laughs> there's a bunch of like mini game things that don't work particularly well particularly well especially especially because they're relying on motion controls which i feel was don't work yeah but i'm like i especially appreciate freaking pan <laughs> yeah the pan, pan thing was an ass yeah it was the worst you just hold it at the right angle and hope that yeah i, I just <laughs> i just in the pan. I, I just shook it around and hope for the best every <laughs> every yeah. time until i got what i needed because i was getting so annoyed with it um but yeah it's like I can understand why this obviously got Dream of the Year. This is just the most like full game I've played on in Dreams for sure. Like it doesn't feel like an experience. It, it's only an hour, obviously, so it's not a very long game. But at the same time, it can be longer. Yeah, if you if you want to track down and do everything. Obviously, Apparently, there's setting difficulty settings. I just set it straight to easy because I set it to medium because I was like, I don't know what the difference is. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the difference is, but I just clicked medium. I'm like, what? Surely that's like normal um but yeah it's it's like it's an hour and by the time you play through it you get like a you get a full story you've made decisions there's a weird plot (laughs) 
thing that yep. like, I'm like, do I spoil it? No, I won't spoil it because we won't play. But there's like weird stuff I, that I, happens. I just wonder if there's multiple endings. Really? Like, I mean, is that really? Crazy. I'm assuming we both had the same ending where we end up trapped and come out of yeah, the yeah, well, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't. Maybe there's another ending where he solves everything. Maybe, maybe if you get a hundred percent of the detective collectible things or whatever detective points. Yeah, but it's 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 the only dream that uh, dream game that I've played where like by the end and the credits rolling, I'm like, I felt actually like I've finished something. Like like I've I've it's played like, a game. You know, where are my trophies? Yeah, <laughs> give me my Pink Detective <laughs> Two trophies. Where's my pot? Where's my platinum for Pink Detective? It's horrible. But if th- this is like the, this is well deserving dream of the year because it's like the most well, pure example we'll, I've seen of stuff. We'll find out over the next six weeks. Yeah. Well, if the I mean, rest this is the great. bar that we've set, this is the bar that's been set. Yeah. So now everything else will be compared to it. Yeah. I don't want to go. I don't want to go for the following weeks and be like, "Yeah, this is great, but Pig Detective still deserved the win." Blah blah blah. You know, like that. They'll <laughs> be kind of mean, but like at, at the moment playing this, I'm like, I can understand why this one. It is a very full game, and for people who are like, "Oh, dreams," like, you know, like, "Oh, yeah, it sounds kind of cool," but I don't really want to play just like fucking five minute rip ups of Mario and you know all that sort of stuff. That's kind of yep. like that for, flooded the news stories, obviously, for the first like when dreams come in early access and all that that stuff exists obviously but people are making shit like this and this is where the um the good shit is you know original yep. ex- original experiences like this uh even if they've got some dodgy voice acting <laughs> it's it's still quite cool uh, uh look forward to pig detective uh three three when that <laughs> they they announced it in the credits They're like pig detective three is coming I'm like cool I'm excited looking forward to pig detective three will i go back and play one i don't think so at this stage no, I think I'll just it, it's it's like the never ending story. I never watched part one, but I watched part two a lot as a kid. You know? I just I just stayed on part part two. And that'll do it for this week's episode of Platinum Explosion. You can follow us on Twitter by heading on over to explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. You can suggest topics or send in questions for the show by emailing mail at explosionnetwork.com with the subject line Platinum Explosion. And until next week, remember that every trophy counts. Don't forget you can subscribe to the show wherever you're currently listening and you can drop a review if you can. Find more great shows like this and more content over at ExplosionNetwork.com and please consider supporting us for as little as a dollar over on our Ko-fi page by heading to ExplosionNetwork.com slash support. Thanks for listening.